In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I want to introduce to you Linda Franklin, who is going to be co-hosting the show with me today. Uh, Robin Boyd has lost her mother. Robin is Stephen Boyd. Stephen is our veteran correspondent. Robin is our co-host, and we want to send our deepest condolences uh, to the Boyd family and the loss of Virginia Casper, uh, Robin's mother, uh, and I'm sure you will join me in sending wishes to the family. Uh, Linda, we have a great show today. Are you with me? I am. I am. Uh, I am so glad, and I want to thank you for co-hosting the show with me. It's always so much more fun with two. Um, we have got a great show today. We have got some information from the Department of Defense today, a little bit from the IRS, and then we are going to welcome Lisa Dietrich, who's going to talk about uh, faith and prayer and how that can help us get through deployment, and it's a non-denominational segment. And then we're going to welcome Frank from United Veterans Beacon House, and that's just such a great program, um, and Linda and I are going to visit with Frank for the remaining uh, segments on the show to learn more about what Beacon House does and how people can participate, donate, and be part of this amazing charity. And Linda, so we got some stuff from the IRS today. Good news. Good news <laughs> is always good from the IRS. Not good usual, news. but good. Right, it's very, very rare. Um, we know that we're coming up on, uh, we are in tax season, we are coming up on our April 15th deadline next week, so I wanted to let you know from the IRS about some free tax return preparation for you by volunteers. There's two programs that are available for veterans, Linda. The first one is the VITA program, V-I-T-A, and that offers tax help free to people who make $50,000 or less and need assistance in preparing their tax returns. There are IRS certified volunteers to provide that free basic income tax return with electronic filing to local um, veterans in the community. There's also credits available for the elderly or the disabled, and VITA sites are generally located at community and neighborhood centers such as libraries, schools, shopping malls, and other convenient locations. 
There's also a TCE, Thomas Charles Edward Program, that offers free tax help, and that is for people who are 60 years of age and older. Um, and they specialize, if you have questions about your pension or your retirement issues that are unique to seniors. Now, to find out about these programs, you can go online and type in VITA Locator Tool, or you can call their helpful number, one 800 906 and to find a TCE or AARP tax aid site near you, it's best to go to the AARP, which is the American Association of Retired Persons, and their site locator tool um, can help you, as well as their website, uh, aarp.com, or you can call their 888 number, which is 888-227-7669. Now, when you go uh, with uh, to get your tax returns done, you need to make sure you bring your state ID. You're probably going to need your Social Security card and um, your birth dates and bring your W-2s, your 1099s, any of those forms that you have. And it's always helpful to bring a copy of last year's federal and state returns if you have them available. Oh, Linda, that was a mouthful. Well, it was. I mean, I do think that people are actually, if they take advantage of those services, are going to be able to file on time. We're running out of calendar here. You know, uh, we can always hope, but they can file for an extension. You know, yeah. and that can be done on their behalf. Um, you know, it doesn't hurt to call. I know we're getting down to tax time, but, you know, we do have... Uh, what do we have, seven days left? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's really cutting it close. But absolutely, I mean, it never hurts to make a phone call and find out. And if you do have to file an extension, uh, especially if you don't owe the government anything, it's it's not such a big deal. That's true. That's true. And if you're getting money back, <laughs> then even better. Um, we did get some information come in from the Department of Defense today. Uh, as we are, many of our schools are on spring break. They were on spring break last week in the Midwest and this week in California. Um, there are some teen adventure camps. Uh, that are available. And some of the teen adventure camps are really cool, Linda. They are sailing around Washington State Puget Sound. You can go kayaking in the Florida Keys. There's a wilderness survival camp in Montana's backcountry. And you can go caving, rappelling, and rock climbing expeditions that are available in Kentucky. Now, these programs are not limited to the summer. If your teens already have their summer booked or they have, um, you're participating in different programs, they can go to the winter survival camps that are held in Washington State or New Hampshire. Um, now, if you want to find out about these camps, it's not the easiest thing to do. There's not just one website. And what you'll need to do is you'll need to go to Google and type in the words military teen adventure camps. And I did that. And when I did that, there were a whole bunch of different programs. Some of them are affiliated with colleges. Some are local. You know, there's a whole bunch of different things to choose from. So you're going to need to do a little research on this to find out what is available for your military teens. And I think that's really Really great, Linda, because there's not that much out there for teenagers, much less for military teens. Um, does this program paid for by the government, or how does it work, or do you know? So, they're all different. Some all of them take, are for teens with special needs. Some are for deployment teens. Some are paid programs. Some are sponsored programs. Um, you really, unfortunately, the best advice I can give right now is to do your research and read and apply and ask. 
Yeah, no, well, okay. Well, unlike the uh, the tax uh, situation, at least there's a couple of months uh, uh, lead time so that you might be able to get your kid into a program absolutely. for this summer. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Um, you know, there's, there's another program out there that I thought was really cool that came out from the DOD today uh, was Operation Military Kids. Now, this one's much more organized. You can go to operationmilitarykids.org, and this, is uh, the Army's operation and military kids program. Um, it is funded. There are camp opportunities for military children and especially for children going through the military family uh, deployment cycle. And this is available to all service branches whose parents are deployed, deploying, or have recently returned from deployment. And these camps are located all over the country. There's different programs, different designs, different activities, um, but these camps are really dedicated to providing participants with the necessary skills to navigate the deployment cycle. And I love that we call it a cycle, Linda, because so many of our families go through the same deployment issues. Uh, the deployments may be different dates, but the situations are the same. And really, as kids get older, they need help because when you're six years old and your dad or mom's on deployment, much different than when you're 10 or when you're 15. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, anywhere where there's close supervision and there's a, uh, a program that they'll enjoy um, is something to look forward to, and I think they need that. Absolutely. absolutely. Plus the discipline of it, too, as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you know what else I like about it is that, um, it, you know, as our bases change and families live um, more often than not off post, um, sometimes it's really hard for kids to connect with other kids um, whose parents are deploying. I know on my street we have an Air Force family and the dad is deployed and I think it's the only Air Force family in town that I know of. And it's really hard for her kids to really identify with other kids because kids just don't understand. And this is a great opportunity if your kids are having a hard time and they want to get together with other military kids who are sharing the same experiences of deployment and they can all share and learn on how to deal with the challenges. It's really, really a great, uh, a great program. And if you do live on a military base or near an installation, if you go to their website, if you look under youth programs or centers, that's where you'll be able to find what's available for military kids at your local installation. Well, terrific. Thank you for sharing that with all of your listeners, because I think that's really important. It is. It is. And you know what else is important, Linda, is all these different programs that are available around the country. Uh, now, you are participating in an excellent program that's affiliated with United Veterans Beacon House, which is Shining Service Worldwide. Right. And can you talk a little bit about that and how important it is to have programs for our military women? Oh, it, it's just so important because their challenges are are huge, and uh, like so many women that we know, Sandra, they don't ask for help, and so you Absolutely. you know they're they're embarrassed. Uh, they don't want to ask for help. So when there's somebody around that you can refer them to that is really going to help them, not just talk about it. I mean, it's it's really a godsend. And uh, United Veterans Beacon House is doing amazing work. I mean, they have 25 homes on Long Island. Uh, for military homeless people, and um, they help them get jobs, get into programs, make sure that they're getting all of their VA benefits, and actually giving them money to start.
startup household. So, I mean, that's exactly what, what they need because, uh, without, without services like that, I mean, so too many women are ending up on the streets with their kids. And, um, I, you know, I can't even imagine how horrible that must be. Linda, it's a it's an amazing thing, you know, what Deacon House does and what yeah. Shining Service Worldwide does. I invite our listeners to check out Shining Service, uh, shiningserviceworldwide.com. When we come back from the break, we're going to welcome Lisa Dietrich, and she has been on our show a few times talking about the importance of faith and prayer, and today we're going to specialize on deployment. How do we get through the deployment issues with faith and prayer with Lisa Dietrich coming up after the break? Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. kids, do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? To the Travel Chick Show with Bonnie Kitahata. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Bonnie will share with you an hour of travel ideas, experiences, adventures, and tips from her guests. Topics range from local day trips to international excursions, from organized professional vacations to spur of the moment getaways. For fun or business, groups or solo, by bus, car, plane, train, boat, bike, hike, or horse, you'll also hear about travel related subjects like cultures, travel photography, keepsakes, and more. Whether you love to travel yourself or you enjoy seeing the world vicariously through others, join us and enjoy travel stories from around the U.S. and around the world. For more information on the Travel Chick Show, check out Bonnie's website, thetravelchick.com. Then join us for the show, The Travel Chick Show, live Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, with your host, Bonnie Kitohara, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. We'll put a boot in your ass, it's in. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Hey, military moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin filling in for Robin Boyd today, and we have got a very full show, so we're going to get right to it. We have Lisa Dietrich talking to us about the use of faith and prayer in deployment issues, and then we're going to welcome, and Linda, I hope I get this right, Frank Amalfitano. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. From United Veterans Beacon House. Those of you who are regular listeners know I'm apt to bust rank. I'm apt to drop people and promote people and get their names wrong. So I'm thrilled that I got it right today. <laughs> oh, so we are going to welcome Lisa Dietrich. And Lisa Dietrich is probably one of the smartest women I know when it comes to, well, lots of things, whether it's parenting, whether it's business. She's highly educated. She's successful. And she's going to talk to us about the use of prayer and faith today in deployment issues. And she herself has a son in the military. Uh, Lisa, you're calling in from Oregon today. How's the weather up there? Uh, hi, Sandra. I, uh, the weather is kind of cloudy. It's been a little bit rainy the last few days, so it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Here. <laughs> Oregon weather. Now, where is your son currently uh, right now? Where is he right now? Is he still in Maine or New York? He is in uh, at Fort Bragg. He's in uh, Special Forces Training, Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Okay, oh, yeah, so we're down fine. in North Carolina. It's hard for me to keep yeah. up where everybody's going. <laughs> right, he's been back there for about uh, eight months now. So, And, uh, sure. you know, it's an interesting thing with him because, my, you know, I, I think in this day of, you know, instant communication, we can text somebody and we expect them to get right back to, to us or, you know, leave them a phone call or we Facebook people and we expect pretty uh um, so, you know, instant response from them. And if we don't hear back from them, especially when they're in the military, we start worrying. And my husband and I, you know, since we expected that, you know, quick response from Augie quite a few times, um, you know, he had to come back and say, listen, you know, they send us out on training and, you know, we're gone for weeks at a time and I can't get back with you. But just know this, that if you don't hear anything, that's a good thing. It's when you do hear that something could have gone wrong. So we kind of have to rethink how we, um, you know, expect our expectations and what we think about in terms of, um, you know, wanting to hear news from our son in the military. Well, absolutely, Lisa. I hear that echoed a lot on Parents of Deployed Service Members, which is pods on Facebook, and there's a lot of parents sharing information. And you're right, in this, you know, era of instant information through texting and email and cell phones, um, it's really, really unsettling, especially for parents uh, that are going through their first deployment or women and children that are uh, going through their first deployment when they can't reach their loved one. And that causes all sorts of stress and anxiety. And, you know, Lisa, as a mom, as a mother, you know, that just has to drive you nuts when you can't reach your child. I mean, on a good day, it's got to drive you nuts. Exactly, it does. And and that is where having faith comes in very handy because, you know, I, I, I have to understand that uh, my son no longer belongs to me. I mean, he was on loan for 18 years, and we sent him off with God's blessing, and now he belongs to the U.S. military. So, um, you know, when we don't hear from him and we're a little bit antsy about where he might be or what he might be doing, um, that's a time when we can pray and we can, you know, seek um, wise words from other people. And um, one of my favorite passages to look at is Psalm 46. It says, God is our refuge and strength, uh, 
and ever-present help in trouble. And we can just kind of rest on that and, and look at these, you know, words of wisdom and just get some peace from it because there's nothing we can do. Worrying isn't going to change anything. Right, Lee. Well, and the one thing. Oh, go ahead, Linda. Sorry. Well, hi, Lisa. It's Linda. How are you? Hi, Linda. I'm doing great. Yep. Good. Um, I think that when you said something that really hit a nerve with me uh, in their last little talk about your son, you said, you know, we had him on loan for 18 years, and now he belongs to the military. And so that is – I've got a terrible echo. Um, it uh, That's detachment, and any of these – the spiritual books that I read, um, it, it is all about attachment because when we're not attached, we can, I guess we can cope better. Right. Right. And I don't know how that it's, it's hard, but, uh, you know, it, it seems to work, but it's, it's like probably the most difficult thing that we can do is detach ourselves from the things that we love so much. Exactly. And as a mother and as a parent, I think that may be a little bit easier than perhaps a wife, because as a parent, we're supposed to release our children to the world, and we don't always hear back from them, no matter what they're doing or where they are. Um, You know, they grow up and they move on and they have their own lives, but I I really feel for the wives and the children of military, uh, or should I say the spouses of military personnel, because they can't do that detachment. I mean, that's their, you know... That's their family member. That's somebody that's supposed to be taking care of them, or you know. So I really feel for them, and and would even urge them even more strongly to you know seek out areas of faith where they can you know just um, speak with other people or you know read about how you know this is something that's been going on since wars began. The the you know in 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 the past the men would march off to war and the women and children would be left behind and they wouldn't know anything until their men came back. And now we have moms going off to war also. So it's, it's you know, it's a difficult time. It's a big, you know, it's a tremendous challenge just to be able to um, consciously direct your head not to be thinking about that 24-7 because I'm sure that if you did, it would drive you completely crazy. Absolutely. And uh, that's where, you know, there are good diversions and there there are places that we can go to kind of strengthen our faith and, and just remember that we need to be focusing on the things that are true and real that we know and, and just deal with those and not worry about all of the what-ifs that are out there because there's a whole world full of what-ifs and most of those never happen. So that just can drive you crazy or you can, you know, kind of direct your mind and pull your, rein your thoughts back in and just focus on what needs to be done today and um, focus on the good things that are out there and not worry about what could happen. And that could go for well, anybody. Think, well, that's, you know, Lisa, that's such good advice. You know, and the two things that you said to me that really hit home with me was that you focus on what is true and what is real and not the what is. Because I think, you know, that's the thing I see with our parents of deployed service members and the wives and the husbands and the kids, you know, they, they get into that what if, what if, what if, and they get frightened and they get upset and they get frustrated and there's so much anxiety. And I know it's difficult, but we really have to train ourselves, especially during deployment situations, to focus on what is true, you know, what do we know, what is real, you know, what is truly happening, not what's happening in our mind. And I think 
you know, that's where prayer and meditation can really come in to help someone. I know it's worked for me, you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning when I'm filled with anxiety, and I can just say my prayers. I do my childhood rote prayers from memory, you know, and I just go over and over and I replace that. I mean, it's crazy thinking, that crazy anxiety-driven thinking that happens at 2 in the morning when you can't reach your loved one or you just go off into that stratosphere of what if. It's a really great tool. Exactly. And I think we've all had moments like that where we wake up in the middle of the night and somebody's on our mind. Um, You know, I've had that happen several times. And, you know, there's a choice we have right there. I can lay there and worry and worry and worry. Um, Possibly I could get up or, you know, the next day maybe and contact that person, see if they're okay. And I can pray for them. I can pray for my own feelings. And, and, and you know, um, there's things that we can do. And as far as the military goes, you know, I guess the saying we could say is that no news is good news. <laughs> so if we're waking up in the middle of the night worried but we're not getting a phone call or a knock at the door, that's a good thing. And we just need to, again, you know, focus on what we know and, um, and you know, pray and, you know, find find a source of um, faith that we can cling to, and that's okay. And there's groups, too, uh, Lisa. That's what I like about, you know, with respect to the military and with respect to faith. And, you know, whatever your faith is, whatever faith means to you, uh, finding and reaching out for help, you know, whether it's prayer change or prayer groups or meditation groups or, um, you know, just people getting together to talk and share their feelings because we're human beings and we're put, you know, in this unnatural state of war. We're put into these you know, separated families, which are unnatural and stressful on everybody involved. And it's okay to reach out. I think that if you don't take away anything from today's show, it's the importance in reaching out and not isolating. Uh, Lisa, if you can touch on that before we go to commercial break, that would be great. Exactly. Well, that's why there's uh, motherhood or uh, military mom talk radio because here's another avenue for us to, you know, kind of get things out there and talk about them. And I'm sure there are other wives and mothers and, and spouses who are going, yeah, I feel the same way. We we don't know what to expect. And, um, you know, there, and, and the great thing, too, is, again, with the Internet, we can Google search. We can find these groups. We can talk to people all over the world and, and yeah, get in touch. And, and um, there's just all kinds of different groups that we can be involved in. I think, right, the key is not to isolate, not to think you're the only one that's going through this. I think that's where the danger occurs. Exactly. And there's no need to do that. You know, even if you've just moved into a new base and you don't know a soul around you, there are groups and there are, you know, people willing to help. All you need to do is get up and go seek it. And it's not that far away. Absolutely. And always reach out to girlfriends. I reached out today to Linda to help me on the show. Lisa, I reached out to you to bring some words of wisdom and faith and comfort uh, to our military families. Uh, Deployment cycles are very, very difficult. They're difficult for people on a good day. And just because this is your first deployment or your fifth deployment doesn't mean that you don't have the same stresses and challenges to go along with it. Uh, When we come back from the break, we're going to welcome Frank Amalfitani from United Veterans Beacon House. We're going to talk about what they do for our American veterans and their families. And Lisa, thank you so much for being with us here today. As always, it was a pleasure. 
Thank you very much. You all have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Get ready to learn and play with Mrs. A, your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know that kids are only 20% of the population, but they are 100% of the future? How are you preparing your child for that future? The years between the ages of 0 and 6 are crucial for learning and development. Barbara Allison is a teacher, parent, and author on supporting children's early learning. Learning starts even before a child is born, and parents are children's first teacher. Join Mrs. A for ideas, tips, and suggestions for fun learning and play activities as she helps you support your child. Starting early is starting smart. For more on Mrs. A, her books, the show, and her blog, check out her website, 123kindergarten.com. Then, come learn and play with Mrs. A with your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, who's filling in with Robin Boyd, or filling in for Robin Boyd. And for those of you that missed the first half of the show, feel free to check us out on iTunes under Military Mom Talk Radio. There's 140 episodes there just waiting for you to download. If you'd like to uh, not use iTunes, you can go to toginet.com, our host station, or you can go to our.com by the same name, militarymomtalkradio.com, and all of our earlier broadcasts over the past four years are available uh, for your review. And I want to thank our listeners who have 
put our show through the roof. Today, on the 8th of April, we have over 30,000 downloads this month. Um, Linda, I think we're going to hit maybe 75,000, 80,000 downloads for the month just on Congratulations to you. That's not an easy task on Internet radio, but you're doing it, and you're giving out such fabulous information to all these military moms. So kudos to you, Sandra Beck. Well, thank you. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just thinking about how many families were privileged to help. But, yes, I am very proud of yes. not only myself, Linda, the team over here. There's Michael and Rick and Aaron and Sabrina and Carrie and Jill and John. I mean, there's a whole team over here that makes this show possible. Um I'm so excited to welcome Frank Amalfitano of United Veterans Beacon House. And now, Linda, Shining Service and uh, Beacon House are, are buddies in some of this stuff, which is so exciting for me because you can add so much more to this conversation than I ever could. Okay, well, we'll get started with Frank, and then, you know, any questions that you have, uh, I can fill you in. But um, Frank is, is a fabulous guy. He's got the biggest heart that I've ever seen, and he is just doing amazing work for, for veterans, male and female, on Long Island. Uh, and people are come all over, from all over the country to, to be in his houses. Uh, and so, you, can, you know, he'll tell you more, but you can – welcome, Frank. With two women, it's hard to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if it wasn't for uh, United Veterans, I don't know if Shining Service would uh, would be going on because they, they are our physical sponsor, which means it allows Shining Service to act as a not-for-profit organization. But uh, even though we are not officially a not-for-profit, but we act like one because all of it sort of uh, goes through uh, um, United Veterans Beacon House. So, you know, all the funds that we raise and all the things that we do um, are connected to them. So I'm very, very proud uh, to be able to say that, and um, we're doing some really good things together. And have been for a while, and I've been involved in not directly involved, but indirectly involved with the makeovers that Linda's been doing for the women vets, which is uh, and military wives. It's which is really a great uplifting uh, for the women. And it's really great. Every woman that's gone that's had the privilege, privilege, proof. I'm gonna put my teeth back in. The privilege <laughs> of having a makeover through Shining Service Worldwide has nothing has nothing but positive comments about it. It is wonderful. It's Sandra, wonderful. The, the, the makeovers are wonderful, but it's sometimes, and I'm going to have Frank tell you the story, but one, mm. of, uh, the, one of the makeovers we did for President's Day here in New York City, uh, one of the women uh, that we made over in the New York salon was having some problems. She was telling us that she was out on Long Island and that, you know, she was having uh, a major issue. She was a military mom, single with children, and I said, well, why don't you give Frank a call and let him know what's going on with you. And now I'll let Frank tell you what happened with this with this woman because I think without United Veterans Beacon House help, she may have been another uh, homeless veteran mom. Well, she she's ac- actually s- slipped through the cracks. The VA has a pro- program called HUD Vesh. It's a housing program, and this this woman went and applied for it and was told she wasn't eligible which was wrong. She got the wrong information. So when Linda referred her, her, her to us, 
after we did our uh, initial screening with her, we realized that she was eligible for the program. We called the VA up uh, and the HUD-VASH office, and they they researched it, and they said, yes, she's in, eligible, and they would find out why she fell through the crack, but that was immaterial, why. We wanted to move forward, so they expedited her getting an apartment. So now, the 16th of this month, she got, by the way, she got evicted. She was evicted from where she was living. So the 16th of this month, she'll be in a, a new apartment with her two children, and she's uh, already, we have uh, two or three job interviews lined up for her, because her unemployment, I believe, ran out also. So she's uh, a success story in in this homeless this world of homelessness that exists that it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that in this country we have homeless veterans. Just, I'm amazed every day that I come to work for the last 20 years. I mean, it, well, and Frank, you're right in that, in that, you know, uh, the VA, despite its best efforts, does not qualify everyone. They make mistakes. They make an awful lot of mistakes. We're not here to put the VA down, but we see it with our benefit show. We see it with our health care shows. Um, the most important thing is that you were able to advocate for uh, this woman and her children and get the appropriate benefits assigned to her. What I want to talk about uh, right now is I want to talk about what United Veterans Beacon House does because you guys seem to do a lot of a lot of different things. You have 23 housing locations. Nine of those are for veterans only. One of them is dedicated just to female veterans, one that's dedicated to frail and the elderly. And you help with not only homelessness, PTSD, physical dis- um, sorry, physical dis- disabilities. I think, Frank, I got your, your teeth today. Uh, <laughs> mental health issues and alcohol addiction. That's a lot on your plate. How do you do this? How does the United Veteran Beacons House help a veteran when they walk in the door? Well, actually, the best way I could explain this is you can't do all those things. We're a small organization by yourself. Even a larger organization can't do it by themselves. Nobody's got that kind of funding. So several years ago, we partnered with the VA. We, are, we actually have a written agreement with the VA, a partnership with the VA, and what they call a VISM. The VISM is... The, the VA hospitals in this country have broken down into VISMs, approximately 23. In this area, approximately eight hospitals make up the VISM. So, and that's like a district, right, Frank? Yeah. They yeah. call it a VISM, but it's, it's a, a health care network is what it is. So with that, that gives us tremendous flexibility. I mean, we, we can refer people to the, uh, to the local VA, and they, they can, if for some reason they can't assist them there, They'll find one of the hospitals in the VISM that could assist them. So what that boils down to that everybody comes, that comes through our door that's a veteran will leave with some kind of assistance if they want it. There's, there's nothing that they, we can't assist them with. Beacon House was started several years ago by a group of Vietnam veterans. It was back in the 60s that they realized that there was homeless veterans in this country. By 1994, when they incorporated uh, and when I came, when I got involved with them in about 96, the VA was posting at that time that there was approximately on any given night 300,000 homeless veterans on our streets. So that's when they proved to me that that number was real and existed. That's when I got involved. 
1999, I became the CEO and president of Beacon House. And from 99 to today, now we, we're currently housing on any given night. We have beds for up to 150 veterans, and we've expanded our mission to also assist non-veterans. So we, we house about 200 people a day, and the reason we expanded our mission was to create jobs for veterans. So we employ about 40 people, 20 of them are veterans. And of the 26 are female veterans, and I think three of the six are married to veterans. So that's where we're at today. And we do a lot more uh, than we advertise, actually. We have a lot more things going on. We have a thrift store with a voucher program that if someone comes to the thrift store in, in need, they don't have to pay for anything. We give it to them. We have a medical locker. People in the, in the community or in the veteran community will call. They need a wheelchair. They need a, a walker, anything, uh, you know, to assist them uh, or anybody in their family. We give it to them free of charge. We have uh, a main food pantry at our headquarters, which, by the way, is in Bayshore, Long Island, uh, which we give out uh, food all year long, and we have 13 satellite pantries. So we keep busy on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, and if they want to find out everything that uh, this organ, this wonderful organization does, they can go to their website, which is uh, www.uvbh.com, and that will give you a whole uh, laundry list of, of the services that they provide because, as Frank said, it's more than <laughs> than you can even imagine. I think, the, you're, Frank, aren't you one of the largest on Long Island? No, that's what the VA tells us. Yeah. Well, that's what the VA. Well, if the VA tells you, then <laughs> I think that you're certainly doing uh, enough of the of the of the wonderful work that you qualify. And Since I, you know, 1999, we've put about uh, we've documented 4,000 uh, residents, but we've assisted uh, close to 10,000. And Sandra, he, I mean, he, he helps, you know, after Sandy, people are still recovering from Sandy out on Long Island, and he helps with that as well, finding them new homes and, and assisting Sandy victims. Oh, yeah, we have a, a couple now, a senior couple. Uh, the husband is 83 years old. He happens to be a veteran, and his wife is 73. And if for not someone's assistance, they would have lost their home. Their husband ended up in a nursing home. A veteran, he ended up in a state uh, the Long Island State Veterans Nursing Home, we helped him to get into. He was in a nursing home that was really substandard care that was telling the wife that he was going to die. Now he's become so healthy in the Veterans State Nursing Home that he wants to come home, which unfortunately is not going to happen because of his medical condition. Frank, but, let's, leave, let's leave that on, on a happy note. Um, we got a break here, and we'll come back in just a moment, and you can finish up this story. Because it's a great story and, and again, another wonderful work that you do. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? 
Too polite to be political. Too nice to be real. Tame, even though you really want to be unleashed. Like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending. Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices, so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us. On Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Join us every Monday at 10 a.m. Central for the Johnny Rowland News, Guns, and Motorsports Radio Show with commentary about current events, guns, shooting, and firearms issues, automotive and motorsports features, and. Special music presentations. Johnny is recognized as an international firearms authority and ballistic engineer, as well as an accomplished and widely recognized automotive designer and longtime TV and radio host. This program draws on Johnny's experience in shooting, motorsports, and as a professional entertainer musician. Don't miss Johnny Roland News, Guns, and Motorsports. Infotainment at its best. Trust us on this one. It's a fun show. Every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Central, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us sound. Put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin filling in with Robin Boyd, and we have with us today Frank Amalfitano, and he is from United Veterans Beacon House. Now, if you want to look them up online, the easiest way to go is the initials of United Veterans Beacon House. So that's U-V-B-H. That would be Uniform Victor Bravo Hotel, for those of you following along at home. We are having a lot of fun with uh, Frank, and we are learning so much about the important things that United Veteran Beacon House does. And Frank is a uh, Vietnam veteran himself, and there are veterans assisting in the program, they are working in the program, they are volunteering for the program, and Frank, I bet they are donating to the program. How would people make a donation if they wanted to um, donate money or services or supplies to United Veteran Beacon House? How does that work? Either through the website or they can call 631-665-1571. That's 631-665-1571 on Long Island, or they can come to Long Island, you know, people in uh, the area come to our office. What are some things, Frank, that you are in need of? I know everybody needs cash these days. You know, are there any other things like the food pantries or the thrift store? Um, How would people support you in your efforts with those effects? 
Well, the thrift store, uh, clothing. You know, they have clothing because we have a big jobs program. We just don't house and warehouse people. We we reintegrate them back into the community. So clothing is uh, a major thing. The other the other major thing we need is linens, uh, sheets, pillowcases, uh, mattress covers. Uh, we only use uh, twin size pillows, uh, quilts. You know that that's a big expense, especially the mattress covers because they rip. They don't last long. And of course, there's an issue with little critters. I don't even want to mention around the country here, to keep them uh, at bay. That's why we use the mattress covers. Sure, sure. Um, what about and food? food non-perishable. Like canned foods and, and non-perishable yeah. things. Yeah boxes, can be of, yeah, boxes of macaroni, boxes of cereal, yeah, non-perishable items. Uh, toiletries, paper goods, paper towels, paper plates. Toiletries people can't get with their food stamps. So we supplied a lot of people with toiletries. Uh, that's, that's another so major. Are, so when you talk about toiletries, we're talking about shampoo, toothpaste, deodorant, um, right. skin, like uh, lotions and things like that. Yep. Now, exactly. would you accept... Shaving cream, um, razors. Shaving cream, razors. Would you accept the... Um, I know I have bags of things that I've given to my church from hotels. You know, I have a lot of hotel things that I end up taking and I don't use. Is that something that would be appropriate to drop off? If you're yeah, we use that because we also have a, a, a big outreach program. We go out into the community and we find people that are living in, uh, you know, in vacant buildings in the, uh, in the woods, and we assist them with uh, items like that. We also give those items to people coming in or people leaving our our programs. Now explain to me how an outreach program works. You know, we've had lots of different programs on here, but nobody's ever explained to me how do you reach out to veterans, especially homeless veterans. Um, I get it when their kids are in foster care. I get it when they sign up for programs. How do you reach the people who are off the grid? Well, there's, there's a lot of different ways. I, I mean, we network with a lot of different organizations that physically go out and look for veterans. They, By word of mouth, they hear about veterans living in the woods or living in an abandoned building, and they'll go out. The Suffolk County Veterans Service Agency, the Northport VA, the St. Albans VA, all the VAs in the VISM, uh, Nassau County Veterans Service Agency, they'll go out. There's other also church groups. There's uh, another group called Maureen's Haven. Maureen's Haven will house 50 to 60 people on, they run during the winter, uh, and uh, some of those people might be veterans. Uh, you know, a lot of them are uh, in need, and that's part, that's an outreach. That's that we do part part of the outreach program. That's how we we do it. The other part is we call all the uh, local representatives, government representatives. They have people that call in there asking for help. So we let them know we're here. And you've got to constantly call them because they change personnel. So it's kind of like you, you can't leave your name, your organization's name there. In 1999, expect a phone call. In 2013, it's not going to happen. So we, we call at least two, three times a year. We stay in contact with all the uh, political offices in Nassau and Suffolk County. But Nassau and Suffolk is our main catchment area. But we get veterans in, like uh, Linda said, from all over the country. And, and also Nassau, Suffolk, and the five boroughs. Uh, over the weekend, we were anticipating a, a veteran coming in from uh, Brooklyn. 
we have uh, we also run peer-to-peer groups here twice a week where veterans will come in. What you're using terms I don't understand. What's a peer-to-peer group? That's a veteran talking to another veteran rather than going to a counselor and speaking to a counselor, a social worker, or a psychologist, or a psychotherapist, and have it recorded in their on tape or in in uh, their computers. So they'll sit here and they'll talk to one another. And you know what PTSD is, post-traumatic stress disorder, or TBI, traumatic brain injuries? And those are things that veterans don't want to be labeled with. They don't want to have it on their record. And that goes back, I can attest to that from being a Vietnam veteran. There's not a veteran on this planet that hasn't been in combat and come out of there with carrying that for the rest of his life or her life. So rather than be stigmatized, they'll come here and, you know, they'll come to a peer-to-peer group and they'll talk, and, and that lifts the weight off their shoulders. You know, knowing other people are in the same predicament there, and, and they'll tell one another where to get help. We also work with, you're familiar with the Gold Star Mothers and, and the Blue Star Mothers? Blue Star Moms, sure. Yeah, we, we get referrals from uh, Blue Star Moms all the time, that they know of a veteran or, or their son is having problems, and, you know, could we assist? So that's that's part of our networking. We go to the... Reserve centers, and we go in there, we present uh, to the different reserve centers, tell them, uh, you know, what our services are, and, you know, we're here to assist. We also have a military assistance program, and through the military assistance program, family family military assistance program, we can help a lot of uh, uh, veterans, well, the wives of veterans or the wives of active military or female veterans with jobs and education. We also have another program. We do uh, assistance with uh, rapid rehousing. Uh, somebody falls behind, a military family falls behind on their rent, on their, uh, uh, not mortgage payment, rent, or their uh, uh, utilities. We, we have money to assist them with that. And the money comes in spurts. You know, so today I have like $5,000. Two years ago I had 100000 to give out. So we get that word out to like when we have it. You know, to let people know that we have it so we can assist people in need, families in need. Frank, I want to just tell them about what you and I are doing. Uh, we, uh, that, that, that isn't, it's so needed that, and Sandra, you know, we are, we are looking now to open a house in Brooklyn for veteran moms and their children. And that's something that is just not happening. It is so rare because yes, um, um, uh, a veteran can find housing, but if you, if you come with a child, there's just, it's just, it, I don't know why they don't, they don't really have facilities available for that. I mean, I just put a video up on my website today of a woman with a child came back and she was go she was hopping from church to church to church um and and almost on the sidewalk because they they couldn't find her a place that would accept her and her child. I mean, and this is like it's not a unique situation. It's happening all over the place. So we want to have these homes now that are specifically designated as um you know, transitional group homes for women and children where they can be there for two years, know that they're safe, that their children are safe. The women can go through all of the programs. We can get other other people in to help them and their children so that they will be ready to reintegrate back into society and be successful at doing that. So I, I'm beyond excited about that program that uh, that we're going to initiate hopefully by the end of this year. 
And Frank, you can you know you can talk, talk on that. I mean, I just get so excited, I run off. No, yeah, well, that's, that's actually one of my passions because I've been dealing with the women vets and women residents for years, and, and like Linda says, there's very limited service for women with children, single moms with kids. And the reason why, I, you know, I, I'm in that direction of single moms with, with the children, because of what the military women have gone through to, in their military careers is, is horrendous. It's almost that the sexual trauma in the military for women, it's close to 100%. You know, the, the statistics are there. The Department of Defense, it's not a statistic that they like to post or brag about. So, but uh, Linda and I have been to different workshops, saw a few films, and uh, that's another uh, fact that I, I wasn't aware of until a couple of years ago, that, uh, how widespread it was. Yeah. And it's an issue close to my heart because I had a, a cousin with uh, two children that was uh, abused by her husband. So that, that's why I, I targeted, and I'm, I'm trying to target that population. And the VA now is recognizing it, and the VA is uh, working in that area also. They've just uh, formed a, a partnership with LIJ, Long Island Jewish Hospital, uh, on Long Island, the clinic, the first one in the country. Uh, they, uh, if you walk into this clinic, it, it's a mental health clinic. To the right, you would go into the VA. To the left, you would go into Long Island Jewish, and they would not share information with the VA unless the veteran would uh, want them to. But the unique thing about this clinic, they will counsel the entire family. They have a child psychiatrist on, uh, you know, part of their staff. They will counsel the, the wife, the uh, children, anybody and everybody that the veteran. Frank, I'm, I'm just going to interrupt because we're out of time, and I know okay. Sandra doesn't want to interrupt you because it's unbelievable, but anybody that wants to, to, to talk with Frank or hear more about United Veterans Beacon House, go to www.uvbh.com, uh, read about it, help. They, we, we can use all the help we can get because this problem is not uh, going away anytime soon, and we're doing absolutely fabulous work. One last comment. It's getting bigger with the return of the troops from Afghanistan and Iraq. Yes. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, ladies. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.